Hey guys, something that we are excited to tell you about is a company that is taking wine to the next level. If you've been at a restaurant or grocery store trying to pick out a bottle of wine but had no idea where to start, like me, or you're just looking for a unique event for your friends, family, or coworkers, In Good Taste is a new type of winery that can help you do both. Their many wine bottle tasting flights help people with varying degrees of wine knowledge learn more about wine. In Good Taste provides tasting flights and complimentary virtual tasting over Zoom. The tastings create a safe space for novices and pros to ask questions about the wine, the regions, food pairings, etc. Unlike the traditional lecturing at most wineries, In Good Taste provides a fun event with trivia and quirky food pairings like which wine pairs best with Crunchwrap Supremes. Each mini bottle is one glass of wine, so you're getting two full bottles of wine, but in a variety for just $65. This lets you learn more while committing to less. Today is a very special day. It's the day that we celebrate all of the mothers out there. It is a unthankful job that does not get enough credit. And this last Wednesday, you heard from our wives, who are the mothers to our children, and this week, we're going to give you the chance to hear from all three of our moms. Yeah. And we're on this, on this show. We talk about the journey. We talk about the story. We've all shared portions of our story from our perspective. On this one, we're going to hear a little perspective from the ones <laughs> that wiped our ass from yeah. day one. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and some things that, like, I even, like, talking to my mom, I learned yeah. And, and, yeah. I, and I was like, really? You're like, a that's, badass that's kid. who I that's was. Boring. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Badass kid. Uh, but, but these are some of the strongest, most amazing women, selfless. Like, yeah. And that's what I would say about all three of our moms. And, and Ben, I haven't, and either one of your moms, I obviously don't know like my mom, but from the stories that you've told, man, these women have given everything yeah. so that we can be happy, can we can be successful, so we can find who we are, find our path. And, man, we're, we're so thankful. So, so we interviewed these three separately. Uh, so you're going to hear from all of them. Uh, and I'll say this, just my perspective, and Darren jump in, but, man, it was – I've never had that kind of conversation with my mom. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It yeah. was something I mean, very different. Like, I've, ne I've interviewed a ton of people. And I've and obviously talked to my mom. She's been there for me when I cried, when right. I broke up with a girl, or I, you know, whatever it was. Like, she's always been there. But it was a different conversation. And it was like I got to know my mom at a different level. Because you're a grown man now. Uh -huh. And you sat across from the woman who, who raised you. And I had the same experience from sitting across my mother. Was It was a different experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, not only did I have my mother on the show, but I had my sister who basically raised me as well. And I could look in their eyes and understand why I'm the person that I am. Mm. And it, because of the experiences I went through with them and how, how the things they went through in life, like they poured those experiences into my, into me as well. So, and there's a lot of love, man. I mean, I'm telling you, there's a lot of, I'm looking at my mom and thinking about the sacrifices mm -hmm. that she made. And that's the part that just I really enjoyed about interviewing her. Yeah, I, I said this, and, and you're going to hear it in a second. I told this to my mom. You know, when you're a kid, you, you see your parents, like, almost like they're not really human beings. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just there to serve you, I guess. And, right. and until you become a parent, you don't understand that dynamic. So, like what you said, Ty, there was a different, 
it was just such a different conversation than than what I've ever had with my mom. And I learned some things and you know, I have three brothers and just how crazy it was mm-hmm. raising four boys and so it was I think you said it best, Tyler. It was it was fun to learn mm-hmm. from a different perspective. So we hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's a little bit different than our normal interviews, but I, th- I think that, that anybody who's listening can, can get something out of this. So happy Mother's Day. Um, Cheers to all yeah. those moms out there. Yeah. The we real MVP. You, we love you, Mom. So, growing up, I'm, my mother, of course, who's to my left, I call her Freddie B. <laughs> but my mom, uh, which I've told the story f- so many times, was my hero growing up. Uh, I, I didn't have a whole lot of people that came into my life that were you know, professionals or coaches who I absolutely looked up to. I looked up to this woman. Um, Freddie B. Luke, um, because she was so inspirational to to who I was and the sacrifice that she made was so important. So I wanted to, you know, bring on my mother and have a conversation leading into Mother's Day uh, and also bring in my sister because my mom, who sacrificed, as I mentioned, so much, worked two jobs and was gone most of the time. Uh, found ways to come back and always be there for us in, in the evening and make sure that everything was fine and make sure we were at practice. He had to, you know, before the, before the actual schedules that you have on Outlook were out there, my mom had it all organized. There was no assistant. She was it. She made sure everything was organized. But the person that was usually running those errands to make things uh, easy for me was my sister, Monica, who was seven years my senior but was at home all the time and she was cooking the food and she was making sure that my nose wasn't dirty and making sure I got off to school on time and all those things. My mom, you know, they used to always say, uh, it rolls downhill. I can't cuss it from my mama, but it rolls downhill. Well, it rolls downhill. And my sister would take the brunt of it if I did something wrong. And then my sister would jump my butt uh, as it went downhill. So I wanted to bring my sister, Monica, on because she was my second mom. So I got both mamas here right now for Mother's Day. And I, and I want to start off uh, with a simple question because I knew I was a great kid. But I want to start off. <laughs> okay. I want to start off, Mom. I'm going to go to you first. What was I like as a kid growing up? Very quiet. Not a lot to say. Very obedient. A good student in the younger years. Just an all-around good kid. Loved to have fun. Always a smile on his face. Never gave me any problems at all. That's it. That was it. Pretty that basic, it. huh? Yeah. Oh, man, I, that was, oh. you, you being nice. Okay, here's the truth, then. Right. No, later on, it changed. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, yeah, here I go. She can't wait. Monica cannot wait to answer this question. I'm like, let's stay with you, Mom. I don't want to go this way. Uh, Monica, I'm going to ask you the same thing. For our listeners, what was it like um, raising me as a kid? 
Actually, you were an easy kid. You were an easy kid. Um, you know, I really didn't have to worry about you too much. Uh, you would do whatever I said. You, uh, like mom said, you were quiet. And all my friends used to say that, you know, where's your quiet brother? I'm like, I don't have a quiet brother, but that would be you, right? Because you'd be in the background listening. And, um, but I, I, you know, I just remember you loved animals. You always liked being outside. Uh, you never really got in trouble. Um, and you did whatever mom said or whatever any adult said. So you were always obedient for sure, especially as a young kid. Yeah. Okay, so Monica, you have two kids, mom. You have four and then a whole bunch of others yeah. that you've raised. What is your favorite part about being a mom? The respect. I taught from early, early age. Respect. I, maybe I commanded it from the beginning because I've never had any problems getting it from any of the children that I've been around. And some of those that were not mine to chastise, I did anyway. So the respect came in many, many forms. Mm -hmm. um, I think I could deal with most kids or, you know, good, bad, and indifferent with just patience and time. Mm -hmm. But the, the basics of Doing what you're supposed to do, listening to adults, always be courteous. Come very early, very early in life. And they don't leave if you keep reinforcing it. I think that was the best that I... Reinforcing did. it with... Sometimes strength. <laughs> sometimes a tone of voice. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes just a look. Yeah. You know, uh, even at strange, strangers' kids... In the grocery store, you hear them screaming and crying, and you turn around and you just look at them, and they immediately stop. Okay, I got one question for you as okay. we talk about it. And I got to go on. Yeah. I'll come back to you. Sis. But yeah. what did you used to tell us when we go into a grocery store? <laughs> I mean, I, you don't have to say the whole thing, but what did you used to tell us before going to a grocery store? Don't ask for anything. <laughs> You're not getting anything. I don't want to hear about it. That's the final thing. Okay, can I say how you actually used to say it? Yes. Okay, yes. I, I, and I, I don't, I've never really <laughs> I'm trying to be mama. nice. I actually said it to my sons too, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, sis, I'll let you say it. The, oh, the you way, go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> we used to pull up at the store, and my mom <laughs> used to say, <laughs> I'm going to say it, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Uh, I apologize the way, because I'm going to say, she used to look back in the car at all, all four of or all, four yeah, of all four of us, and she'd say, don't ask for shit because you ain't getting shit. That's and true. it was just that dry. That was the short version. That was that was a short, that was a short. But it was like, okay, because she had no problem. I grew up in, in a house where discipline was key. Because she didn't have time. She had poor kids. She didn't have time to deal with all four of us. So if she got us, if one of us got out of line, we all got spanked. Uh -huh. Like everyone got Ooh. spanked. So my Monica could say something snappy and i'm getting the right hand as well so i we used to like she policed us all with one swipe right and that was that was i'm sorry i got That's off true. topic there i remember but. us going in the bedroom you know all four of us and then we'd be arguing at each other see you shouldn't have never did that 
And that's why I'm getting the whooping. You make me sick. So, Monica, I'm going to ask you the same question. What is your favorite part about being a mom? Watching my kids do well. You know, just watching them be successful. Um, sometimes you don't always think they're listening to you, but it comes back sometimes sooner than later, right? But um, I just watching, I like watching them do well, um, watching them be successful in whatever shape or form that is, and then you know you've done the right thing or that they were listening when you didn't think that they were. What did you learn from mom what, as far as the discipline? What did you learn from her? I learned you start early. Mm. You start from day one. Not that you have to spank kids or anything like that, but mom, you know, the no's came early, the yeses came early, the um, kudos came early. And I think for me, my reflection is, is by the age of five, you knew the rules. You yeah. knew what you could do, what you couldn't do when you were stretching it. Um, and if you hadn't mastered it by seven or eight, you probably were going to have life struggles, troubles, or, or you were probably uh, more hard-headed than most. But for all of us, I think, you know, we knew early what, you know, what you could do, what you couldn't do. Um, and even when we got disciplined, you know, we always got rewarded with something if that was ice cream. So you got rewarded for good behavior at the same time. So the love didn't ever stop mm-hmm. even when somebody had to check you. Yeah. So, Mom, how old were you when you had Monica, your first child? 18. You were 18. Wow. Okay, so and I got I to gotta read this one. How, how did you balance your personal goals and what you wanted to accomplish with your role as a mother? At 18, I don't think I even had any goals. Um, I graduated from high school at 16, and I wanted to join the mm. military but I was too young. I wanted to be a flight attendant, something to get out and see the world. Mm-hmm. I was too young for all of that, so all I could do is go back to school. So I went to a business college. And at 18, I had Monica. A year and a half later, I had Randy. Two years later, I had Todd. And then three, almost three years later, I had you. So within seven years, I had four children. So I don't. I can't say that I missed out on any personal goals. I think as the children came, they became my goals mm-hmm. to raise them. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my thoughts of the things that I wanted to do at 18 were gone because I had other responsibilities. And you just make life your goal to mm. try to be healthy, do the best you can, uh, raise your children so that they won't have a problem around other people or people with them. Keep them out of trouble. Keep them safe. So that actually becomes your goal. Now, once uh, you got out of college, I think the first thing you said to me was, Mom, what can I do for you? And the next thing I said was, get out of my pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> Because I can take care of myself. I'd learn right. to right. do for me, and my children were grown by that time. So, right. you know, that's, that was my goal. Right. Well, Monica, how did you balance your, being a, your own personal goals and then being a mother as well? Uh, I wish I could say that I did balance my personal goals with my own. But, I, you know, I think I was lucky enough, I guess it's luck, that I didn't have kids early. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have Shelby until he was like 28. Right. Until I was 28. Mm-hmm. So I had already done everything that I wanted to do. I got to have fun. I got to go to school. I got to, you know, pursue jobs that I thought that I'd be interested in. So, um, but once I had kids, then that was mainly my primary focus in raising them and raising them the way I was raised that, you know, they become, they come first. So, yeah. But I had fun, you know, I got to travel a lot before I had kids. Um, so, so what advice mom and, and Monica, actually I'll start with you. What advice do you have for, for young mothers that are listening to this show? Uh, you know, I, I guess I, for me, it's the same thing with my, what I watch my mother do is that her kids were her priority. My kid is that you give them the time, you know, you, um, if you see what their strengths are, you open the doors for them so that they could have strengths. A lot of times people try to plan and say, Hey, you know, I might have, I don't have enough money to do this or that, you know, there are ways that you can find um, opportunities for your kids. And I don't mean that that has to be opportunities that require a whole lot of money, but giving them the time and then uh, introducing them to people, the right people or people that will um, teach them things. You know, mm-hmm. I always said, if I couldn't teach my kids, then um, I always try to put them around yes, people who you did. could. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, it was like, if you're not going to get it from me, I know somebody you will get it Absolutely. from. You know, sometimes you don't always listen to what your parents say, mm. but there's good positive uh, role models around you that, you know, uncle so-and-so has those skills. Yeah. Hey, and I'd whisper to them, hey, you know, he may not understand that coming from me, but yeah. I know he will coming from you. So yeah. I always just try to surround my kids around or surround my kids with people that would teach some things that I knew I didn't have the skills to teach. Yeah, and I, I, you had that humility. And I, and I can remember with, you know, both Shelby and Cole, how many times right. that you say, hey, call Uncle Darren because he yeah. used him as a resource. And then she would call me on the back end and said, hey, uh, act right yeah. and help my boy out with whatever. And, and, and yeah. I thought that was, I think that was, that was awesome because, you know, we don't always know it all. And... Uh, we don't always have, we always know that we, at times we know that our kids aren't going to listen to us, right. but they will listen to someone else right. and respect us. So right. I always, Sometimes I always appreciated that about you, sis. It's better when it comes from somebody else. It does. At least they think it is. Exactly. Right? Although it's the same thing you've been saying, right? Yeah. yeah. But, um, so mom, what do you have? What's the advice that you have for those young mothers that are listening? Do the best that you can. You never know until you try. Uh, don't set Goals far beyond your means. Live within your means and your surroundings. Uh, when you do that, I think little by little, you grow. They grow along with you. And make changes as necessary. The first thing that I can think of is time. Mm. Time doesn't always cost money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can sit there and just sit there for an hour or make do whatever time they have. When my kids were little, my bedroom was the meeting place. <laughs> so they were all over my bed many, many mornings, especially Saturday or Sunday mornings. And we kind of hashed out the week's 
good and bad and the weeks to come, the good and the bad or how things were going to go. So I think having those little meetings, little that I know at the time, were influential mm -hmm. to them. But that was my spot to hear from everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so give every, all the kids the time that you can. I also feel that as a young mother, especially a single mother, you can move mountains once you make it up in your mind that you have to do it. Because trying to depend on someone else that doesn't want to be depended on can be a hazard to your health and the child, your children. So you be the leader, not the follower. Always the leader for them and those around you. Amen. I, we, on the Darren Woodson Show, Mom, on, on our podcast, that's what I talk about all the time. And I, and I got that from you. Is like, you, know, you used to always say, ain't nobody going to love you like you. That's right. You know, that's and right. if you want something, you go get it because right. there's no one that's going to give you handouts. And I can, those are the meetings in the bedroom that's right. that we would have. And it would be a little different, but it'd be start off with baby. Let me tell you something. And, that's, and then they would go into this. So, so true. So on, on our show, we always have this question. And Ben Gibbs, one of our, my co-host, always asks this question. And it, it hits home. Uh, for me, every time he asks this question, because it's, this, this is the most important question that we seem to ask our guests uh, week in and week out. And I'm going to read it to you because I can't ask it like Ben and Ben does. So uh, if you could go back to any point in your time as a mother and tell yourself one thing, where do you go and what do you tell yourself? I usually go to the pillow, which is usually where I tell all my sons to go if they need help. And when I mean that, I mean the pillow brings tears, screaming, uh, getting rid of, rid of exhaustion or things that are on your shoulders that you can't shake. A good cry clears a lot of paths. Mm. Um, along with that comes pray. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, you, like I said earlier, you can't do it by yourself, and only God can help you with that, as he is definitely the strength that you can depend on. So prayer really, really helps. And once you've had that good cry, you'd be surprised how many things you can tackle when you clear your face. Mm. Mm. All right, Monica. Ask the question again. All right. If you could go back to any point in your time as a mother and tell yourself one thing, where do you go and what do you tell yourself? Hmm. I, you know, that's a hard one. Um, I think... What I tell people now is enjoy, enjoy your kids while you can. Enjoy them now. Enjoy them while they're young because time flies and then they're grown and, uh, you know, have their own lives. But I wish I'd slowed down some mm -hmm. when, I, when they were younger and not feel like I had to chase a rat race of working. I was going to school at the same time when the kids were younger, so I don't regret that, but I – 
just think giving them time, you know, there was times where I'd be moving around the house and the kids didn't ma- didn't mind as long as I was in the house. But you're moving around thinking, I got to clean up this. I got to go and shop or go and do this, all these different things in and around the house or away from the house. But just giving the kids, you know, time, sitting down, spending time with them, enjoying them in the moment, if that means they're just playing cards on, you know, in the family room. But I wish I had more time. I wish I'd given them more time. Mm. Yeah. That was it. And that's our, our family. Um, time is everything for us. It is. And, and we always, we've always had those discussions. And I've, you know, that, it's, it's held with me all my life is that the best time in life has always been around those I love. Mm-hmm. That's the best time. So true. It's yeah. not winning championships. It's not the actual. It's, it's being around those that you care about. So, and as you get older, yeah. being around family means a lot more than it did when you were much younger. Yeah, that's true. It does. It does. Uh, I, I just want to say thank you to both of y'all for um, helping me become the man that I became, that I've become, and the one that I'm going to continue to grow and hopefully you know, make you guys proud of. But uh, I love both of you. Um, you guys have just you've, – you've, you've been my heroes Uh, Mm -hmm. my entire life so i love you both happy mother's day we appreciate you you, babe thank you appreciate you so we are here with my lovely mother uh, becky gibbs how are you mommy i'm good how are you good good so obviously, as you know, we talked a little bit about this before. Um, just thought it would be fun to get a little insight on uh, your, your time as a mother to me and my three brothers. Um, I think I'll learn some things today, and then obviously our, our audience will be interested to, to know what kind of hoodlum I was like as a kid. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's start there. What was I like as a kid? Because I have my perception. I would love to hear what your thoughts were on what I was like as a kid. Well, you were very gentle, very loving. Um, you loved your big brothers, and you mm. loved sports. And you loved to keep up with the, the big boys. And you were a big boy. Not fat, but just big and it's bigger a, than most of your friends. It's okay. You, you can, you can no, say no. fat. I, I'm past those days of being, yeah. Later being self-conscious you got about fat, it. But when you were little, you were just bigger than the others. So, uh, made you really good in sports. Um, you were very artistic and still are. I don't know if you remember the life-size baseball player that you, uh, drew and taped on your ceiling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, we, uh, I made my own posters. I didn't, I didn't like to buy the ones. Right. Right. Well, you didn't watch much TV, which was probably good. And that gave you your artistic outlets. Uh, let's see, you, you always had to dress the part, whatever sport you were playing, you had the wristbands, you had the headband, you had whatever you needed to, uh, look right, look tight to play right. That's I guess right. Is what you That's right. Say. Yeah. You don't look good. You don't play good. You don't play good. Right. They don't pay good. That's right. That's right. But I mean, it, it went to the point where in soccer you would stop 
as you were t- dribbling the ball down the field to pull up your socks and tuck your shirt back in. It's very important for you to look good. So maybe it, it uh, was a detriment to my performance, I guess we could well, say. Well, that was when you were about four, so it was okay. <laughs> you got better. Uh, let's see. You were a little bit chubby later on in, in middle school. But, as the doctor said, you would stretch that out when you hit puberty, and you did. Can't find an ounce of fat on you now. Well, what's funny is that you, uh, you were obviously concerned enough to take me to the doctor and, and ask the doctor. Well, I so. didn't take you. I asked him. <laughs> you weren't there. <laughs> All you listeners, my, my mom thought I was fat. She took me to the doctor, and the doctor said I was okay. So Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so, once you started eating Something besides hot dogs and chicken mm. nuggets, you did a lot better. I did so. like me some hot dogs and chicken nuggets for sure. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay, that's that's enough about me. What yeah. was <laughs> what what about you know because you know three brothers, so four yeah. boys run around the house. I'm going off script a little bit. I hope you don't mind. Uh, what what was it like to raise that many kids in one house? Because I remember it wasn't just us either. It was there was all these people over that at the house. So what was that like? Because you were you were tasked with keeping us all in check. Well, um, I'd always wanted a big family, so uh, God blessed me with that. I wasn't exactly meaning big boys, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Uh, I know that summer you all moved back home right before Lucas married. The house seemed really small with all you big boys in it, but as y'all were little, uh, we just did what we could do to keep you all busy and get your friends over. And uh, just, I, I didn't work full time. I could, we made that choice that uh, I would stay home most of the time. I did part-time jobs, but uh, just trying to keep the house moving and uh, keep things going. Yeah. So let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So I think as a kid, you look at your parents and you don't really see them necessarily as, as human beings. You just think they're just my parents. But what I've realized as I've become a father and, and Whitney, my wife, became a mother, that parents are just human beings as well. They have desires, they have goals, they have dreams. So what were some of the things that you were after and how did you balance your personal desires and beliefs and dreams because again, you just you just referenced it. You had to take a back seat to us four kids. So how did you balance being a creative and, and a human being with being a mother? Well, uh, first of all, I got a degree in home economics, which people think, wow, what's that for? Well, it <laughs> helped me a lot to be able to uh, keep things rolling at home and uh, try to keep up with you boys in all the places you had to be. Um, I never felt like I was giving something up to stay home with you. That's all I ever wanted to do was stay home with my kids. So I was very grateful to be able to do that. I know you boys sometimes thought, boy, sure would be nice if she made some money. But uh, <laughs> we, we got along all right. Yep. Uh, we, we managed to feed you yep. <laughs> and set you to camp and do some other things. Yeah. So. No, you guys did more than all right you, and get by. It was it was an awesome, awesome childhood. As you look back, what are some of your favorite parts about being a mother? Uh, my first thought was uh, grandkids. <laughs> Skipping right and, over. Yeah, just skip over the kid part. But uh, seriously, seeing how you 
boys, men, have become good fathers and uh, good husbands has been a, a, a reward to me. And there I go with my crying. I, I knew I um, could do it. I, that was my goal to make you, you cry at least once. <laughs> you knew I'd do it. But uh, no, with the when y'all were little boys and growing up junior high, middle school and high school, the funnest thing was just the laughter. Uh, you know, I grew up in a troubled home. And so just to, to see us all get along most of the time and laugh and have a good time was uh, very rewarding to me. I'm grateful to God for that. Yeah. So uh, going off scripting again, but what you just said made me think of a question. So how much of what you learned growing up in your household did you apply? Did you take those lessons? Did you not learn anything and you just kind of did your own thing? What was that like from the way you grew up? Uh, I think initially I thought I'm not doing it that way. I'm going to do it differently in my family. And your dad, of course, helped a lot with that. He came from a big family but that was very healthy in many ways. And uh, so that, that really helped me to see that, no, parents can stay together. Parents can love each other. And uh, we can raise these kids and not think of them as secondary. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. All right, last few here. Um, what advice, you know, you've, you've been a mom for a long time now, over what, 38 years, 36 years? How old is the... Is Jay Brown? Uh, 38, 37? Yeah, 37, 38. Yeah, a long time. You've been a mother yeah. for a long time. And, and obviously, a lot of our listeners are, are either going to be parents or they are parents of young kids. What's your best advice? What, what few things would you tell young mothers as they start this journey? Well, uh, thinking about that, I remember literally wrangling four little boys and all under the age of six, and some well-meaning, sweet little old ladies coming up to me and saying, oh, honey, enjoy this time. It goes by so quickly. Mm-hmm. And me thinking, okay, then <laughs> why don't you help me here? I'm, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not going to say that to the young mothers. Just enjoy the time. Yeah. Yeah. I will say enjoy the journey, sure, but uh, it is it is rough. Uh, but so my real advice would be to continue to nourish your relationship with your husband Mm. because yes, 38 years ago I became a mother, but for the last 10 or 15 years, I've been just a wife at home with my husband and, uh, it's back to us again. And, uh, if we hadn't nurtured our relationship throughout that rough time, it would have, it would not be fun now. Yeah. What what sort of things to nurture the relationship? What what sort of things did you do? Because that's a great point and uh, mm-hmm. something that Whitney and I are living through is mm-hmm. you do forget that you're married. You do forget that you're not just roommates raising kids. You right. it, it, it's your it's a marriage. And so, what practical things did you guys do, or what practical things would you tell young young uh, young mothers? Well, of course, date your husband. Uh, y'all need to plan dates. And I know sometimes it's hard to find a babysitter. Sometimes it's hard to pay a babysitter, but uh, switch off with your friends. If you have to keep six kids one night all at one time, so somebody else can go out, that's great. Do that. And then they'll, they'll turn about fair play, but figure out a way that you and your spouse can spend some time together and maybe even make a, uh, 
a kid-free zone where you're not talking about the kids for mm-hmm. just at least a little while. Yep. Um, I know it's a big part of your life, and it's a lot of what you think about all the time, but it's also, you know, you, you need to focus on your relationship. Yeah, well, that's good. And then we took weekends away sometimes. We would uh, farm you kids out to different families and have uh, different ones take you to soccer and football and all, and Brian and I would just get out of town for a couple of days. Wow. And that was helpful. That's good. All right. And then finally, this is the question that we ask every guest specific mm-hmm. to their life and their journey. We're going to narrow it down to motherhood for you. If you could go back to any point in your time as a mother and tell yourself one thing, doesn't necessarily mean you go change anything, but mm-hmm. if you could just go back and you could just say, hey, Becky, what advice or what would you tell yourself? I've thought about that a lot. Of course, uh, you do look back and you say, boy, I wish I'd changed that. I wish I'd done this and that. But specifically, I'd say to Becky, enjoy this journey that you're on. It's crazy, but it really does go by quickly. Mm. And you're not in it alone. And you've got lots of people around you and let them help you. Mm. And uh, God will uh, lead these people in your life. And I look at you boys today and I say yes it wasn't all me and it wasn't all your dad it was all the people that surrounded you yeah and so I would just lean back into that and enjoy that that's good that's good well it's like you were saying earlier the the enjoy the journey when you're in the thick of it is is hard to grasp and it's hard to Mm -hmm. uh take that advice because you've heard it but it's hard to apply it but it really is true um you know as as I'm you know, four years in already, which you can't believe that. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that, that that's great advice. And I think anybody listening uh, would love to hear that. Anything else, anything I didn't ask you that, that maybe you want to wanted to discuss about motherhood? Oh, um, I guess there was a point I was just going to make about me working part time all those years, cleaning houses, uh, keeping other people's kids being a missionary and all that, they, it wasn't a lucrative career. And so I'm going to depend on you guys to help support us in our retirement. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. We got you, mama. You did. You did a great job. You did a great job. Well, I appreciate you for obviously this, but the 33 years of my life, um, I'm grateful for you and you and dad and, and the way that you raised us. Uh, obviously, a lot of the lessons that I apply to to being a father now, uh, and, and Whitney and I as we raise our two young boys. So, very thankful for you. We love you, and happy Mother's Day. Thank you. I love you. All right, every. Every time I bring us in, because that's I'm the designated bringer in her, uh, I always say, hey, we're really excited about the guest today. Uh, really, truly honest this time, not the other times. It's probably my favorite guest that we'll have. Uh, so we get to talk to Mama Klutz, uh, my mother. Uh, all the guys at Fresno State, that's what they know her as, is Mama Klutz. Uh, always provided uh, great food, great punch. Those guys, yeah, the punch. punch. Uh, But really excited, and again, we're 
what I'm excited about is is the three of us get to honor our mothers and everything that they did by just bringing you on and, and hearing your story, talk a little trash about us, give us the dirt. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna jump into it. But mom, thank you so much for coming You're in. Welcome. Thanks so ask me. First question is, uh, what was I like as a kid? Well, I thought about it today a little bit, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to tell him. He was the kind of kid at, he wasn't even, oh, I don't even think he was one yet. And my mom got really excited. She was babysitting because I was a teacher. She was, she put this, moved her piano bench over, and she thought, okay, he is not going to get out of this room. He, you weren't even walking yet, Tyler. And you went over to the piano bench, and you literally lifted it and moved it so you could get by. And you weren't even walking. And I, you know, I just remember her telling, he's really strong. He's really strong. And he kind of, you've kind of been like that your whole life. Yeah. So when you, when you say strong, cause I like this part, we could talk about me some more. But <laughs> so, uh, I mean, when you say that, but as a kid, I mean, I always, I always kind of make reference to, to growing up and some of the experiences. You but were never a baby. Hmm. Never Never um, a crybaby. Never a, oh, except the bees. You didn't. You didn't like bees. You, you were I kind did of not a baby like bees. about bees. Yeah. yeah, but you literally weren't. You, I remember uh, you got really upset if I wouldn't um, safety pin a towel around your shoulders to be Superman so you could jump, fly down the <laughs> stairs, and, and you asked for a football pajamas. One oh, year. that was one. Oh, no, I, those the Superman pajamas. Remember that. I thought you asked for foot. No, you. I wanted yeah. the oh, Superman pajamas, and, and you and you got the, me Superman pajamas. But they were pictures of Superman, and you. you I wanted you, the ones with the red underwear with the, the yellow oh, that's stripe. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> the the ones with the pictures on it. Just oh, yeah. I crushed you. I crushed you because you wanted the real thing. Yes, that's that's right. So, you were. A mother to five, and I want to I want to give a little backstory. So so I am second mm-hmm. of five. Uh, it went boy, 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 boy and, girl. and girl. My mom, and maybe I get like the refusing to quit from you, and I think that I do because she absolutely refused to quit until she got her girl. So where was that desire to be a mom? Where did where do you think that that came from? Did you always have it when you were younger, or was it because I I have been around a lot of moms, but I don't think that I've ever met anybody that just loved being a mom. I mean, not that it was always easy, but just loved being a mom more than you. And I saw that as a kid. But where do you think that came from? I I know I always I love to teach. I love to be around kids. I loved I loved the feeling. I don't know of just seeing the happiness in you guys mm. you know i just i love that part mm. and i um when you guys smiled i was smiling you know mm. it was just it was awesome mm. okay so talk about <laughs> take us to that conversation yeah. with my dad uh um, when you had number four and you were really hoping that number four was a girl and you had barrett what was that conversation like after barrett when you're like i oh, think we need to I go to again sign a contract he literally, your dad totally wrote out a contract, and I had to sign, even if it's another boy, we are not trying again. So I had to sign the contract. 
but it was a girl, so I didn't have to. I didn't have to. <laughs> and she is she has mentored other uh, soon to be moms that really want to have girls, uh-huh. and she is really sure that you figured I, out the formula. Because what what did, he made you do research, right? Like, oh yeah. How do we, we maximize when our? We first went to Doctor. Biernick, I, maybe I shouldn't even say his name, but we spent like $300 that we probably didn't have. Yeah. And we sat there and he literally fell asleep while he was talking to us in Berkeley. We paid $300 and he was telling us how you could spin the sperms and all this stuff. Well, yeah. So the final two minutes of the speech was you have about 80% chance of a boy and 20% chance of a girl. And so it was just a waste. It was I, I wasn't even going to try. You already it. told me what I already know. Yeah, I already know that. So yeah, that was funny. But oh my but God. then I got a genetic counselor, and she helped huh. me, and she gave me some ideas, and That's, it worked. And it worked, mm-hmm. and we have Molly, and the world is better because yes. of it for sure. <laughs> so you you talked about you just love to see the joy in us, and you mentioned that you were a teacher, and I and I do remember you loved being a teacher, yeah. but there was a point when you stepped away from that to be a full-time mom when financially maybe that was harder for our family but why why did you make that decision to be a full-time and that was what i was going into first or first or second grade first grade i think it was Mm -hmm. and you said okay and this was after zach so your third Mm -hmm. what was that decision like what was that I, mean, I miss why? too much and uh-huh. the logistics, and you know the logistics. You, you, you know, you work your tail off, and you are just working to yeah. pay your daycare. Yeah. And um, I had great, well, I had one great, I had one great daycare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ginger. one not yeah. so good. Yeah. But, yeah, um, but um, I, I, I think the logistics, I was yeah. just putting out so much, and I wanted to put you guys in preschool, and I wanted you to have the best of the best, and I just thought... I need to be the driver around. And I yeah. was for 20 years. Yes. Put teaching on the back burner and I drove you guys around and um, took you to all your sports and took you to your activities. And I loved every minute of it. I was going to say, if you could go back, would you? No. No, it wouldn't no. change it. No. Well, we love I think we about love. it sometimes, but no, I wouldn't. When you went back later in life and yeah. you got to substitute teach mm-hmm. and still get that. Adult ed. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you have five kids. How did you figure out how to manage those schedules? Because there was a point when uh, my older brother's in high school. I was in junior high. Um, Zach was in elementary school, and Barrett and Molly were in preschool. So the four different schools. Actually, at one point, there was five. Five. Oh, five. Brad was at Fresno City. Yeah, that's right. Fresno City, uh Clovis High. Clovis High, junior high, and two elementary schools. Yeah. Yeah. Two different elementary schools. Uh, two, yeah. two different. Mm-hmm. Five. How I, did you? I don't know. It worked. It worked. <laughs> but the part that didn't work was that we always had to wait for you. you know, yeah, that's you, good. you were always the last one out of the locker room. And, you know, you'd say you'd be done at five, but you would be 520, you know. So <laughs> dinner would always have to wait. For ben, Tyler. has anything changed? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler time. We call it Tyler time. It's a but real, that's okay. It's a real thing. Yeah. So as you, as you look back, as you... Is there anything that you would give advice to young mothers that you say, okay, I, I'm so, I, cause I know you're so grateful to be where you're at, but if there's some advice that you could go back and give to your younger self, what would that be? I would, well, see Tyler, you would just go play, but yeah. I would tell the other kids go outside and play. 
Yeah. And not worry. You yeah. know, have a nice backyard and go play. Yeah. Go play. I entertained... I, t- I entertain you guys a lot. You yeah. know, I'd always have something for you to do, a yeah. craft or snacks. And, you know, I had things for you to do. Yeah. And I would let you be who you are. More. Yeah. You didn't have a problem with that, Tyler. You were yeah. always who you were. Oh. You were always who you were. Oh. I'm sorry, so, but you were no, well, thank a you. good thank kid. I'm sorry. So, so here, and this is me being dad now, you being grandma. You can do that to my kids too. Uh, I did the other day. I actually <laughs> you? watched them and I said, Gia wanted to know, yeah, yeah, do you have any crafts? And I said, you know what? There's a whole playroom full of stuff. Why don't you go, why don't you go create something? Yeah. See, and so we're so lucky because you love being a grandma more than even being a mom, I think. Oh yeah. And, and, but it's, we, Tiffany and I were so grateful, but you do so much so much all the time it's planned and she has activities and meals and everything is so creative and we just feel so bad because like you know what it's a lot it's my choice oh i know but our kids they can just play too i know i know so do you want me to just yeah well look it is your time with yeah. them, but Let I just want to know, I want you to know how much we appreciate oh. it, Tiffany and I, and I want that to be on the record because I, we're so lucky that, that we have, my kids have a grandmother, two grandmothers that really are so great, but I mean, for you specifically, as much time and effort as you put into them, Thank I'm you. so, we're so grateful but for just it. just don't take that away. No. You know, don't tell me not to do that stuff because that's just it's just never would never would never would okay so so that was advice to yourself what is some advice that you would give to moms today because it's very different maybe let's do that talk about how it's different being a mom today than versus when when i was growing up as a kid well like the inevitable the you don't let your kids run down the street and go play with kids anymore. You don't let them go to the park without you. It's just a, kind of a different, it's a different yeah. world. And I just. Explain what it was like when, when oh me and goodness. my friends or I, Zach. I find or, out stuff to this day that you've done that I didn't even know you did. And I'm glad I didn't know that you did that when you were doing it. <laughs> oh, Zach was telling me, your brother was telling me the other day that you guys would ride your bikes down to the creek uh-huh. and you'd drive You'd ride all the way almost over to to your grandma's house. To grandma's, in which grandma's was a good 10, 15 miles. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe when I was a kid, it seemed longer because the distance Mm -hmm. was bigger. But, I mean, it was a a solid hour Mm -hmm. bike ride Mm -hmm. when we were supposed to be at the park or at the creek. Yeah, no. Yeah, we go to grandma's. Grandma, grandma yeah, would give us creamsicle soda. But I can't really punish you now because no. you're kind of a man now. So, <laughs> but yeah, I find these things out. But yeah. So, so your advice, your advice to mothers today, what would you say is as the things that they deal with? I mean, in in their real things, I always thought that I wouldn't be this helicopter dad that stay out of the street, stay out of the street. But it's it is. But what would you tell parents? I mean, mothers, yes, but parents today. I think let them be who they are and 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 don't don't helicopter yeah. so much. You know, if don't have, be heartbroken if your daughter doesn't want to dance or your son doesn't want to play football. Oh my goodness, They're, they can be wonderful t- people. They um, don't have to be who you have your heart set on, and don't put yourself so. And let them be the, who they are. Oh, love yeah. that. That's and they're great. all wonderful. So that's yeah. great. Okay. Uh, if you can think of one thing, if 
you could name one thing, what was your favorite thing about being a mom? Oh, I think, I think when you, all my kids were all together and they were all getting along, which wasn't very often. Wasn't very, no. Wasn't very often. <laughs> but just, I don't know, I guess, I, I guess when I saw smiles on your face and, and, I mean, Tyler, when I found out I was having a girl, I got a, yeah. in, in, in those days, it was oh, yeah. a little message. Yeah. 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 The it, nurse uh, advice. Uh, nurse, uh, right, oh, right. Yeah. I, you know, you'd save the message. I remember I saved it for six months saying, you're having a girl because I did, couldn't believe it. But you were, you were so excited. And oh. that was so fun for me that you were excited, you know, and that, and that the boys were all excited to have us have a sister. So, but that was just, just happiness, but. Lastly, um, maybe some encouragement for some of those mothers that are going through hard times, whatever it may be, whether it may be, you know, a, a tragic loss or just hard times financially or. All right, moms, you know what? It goes fast. I know when they're toddlers and they're little, you just feel like it's never going to end. And it ends so fast. So really look in their eyes and just get to know them and and feel them and and let them let let yourself enjoy every stage don't rush it don't because rush. they grow up so fast so enjoy it yeah, be in the moment it. be in the moment it. look into eyes look into their eyes what are they really feeling just sit down and ask them how are they feeling how are you feeling you know yeah i wish i could have done that a little bit more well, I thank you so much for spending some time today, uh, sharing some insight to kind of how I became me. Um, not that that's great or anything, but I, I just, I want to say this as the most sincerest, thank you. Um, one day a year is not enough to celebrate what you did for us. Um, because it, it was because of you and the day in and day out, the love, the um, the shuttling, the encouragement, the tears, the listening, the advice, all of those things. Um, we're just so thankful for that. And don't ever forget that. So thank you, Mom, so much. I love you. And thank you for being a very good boy. Thank you. Sometimes. 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 <laughs> but thank you, Mama Klutz. She's out. Mm -hmm.